Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we'll be looking at how technology is changing the way employees and HR teams are working and the opportunities available to HR and leaders over the coming years. Our guest, our superstar guest this time is Chris Havrilla. Chris leads the HR technology and solution provider strategy and research practices for Person Deloitte Consulting LLP, helping to demystify the ever-changing HR tech landscape for organizations and solution providers. In 2019, Chris was selected by Human Resource Executive and the HR Technology Conference to be included on the inaugural top 100 HR tech influencers list. Oh my goodness me, she's so famous, uh, which recognizes individuals <laughs> from HR technology and business communities who are impacting the state and future direction of HR technology. Presenting at Hacking HR's HR Innovation and Future of Work Global Online Conference and Workshop on March 3rd to 6th, Chris will be addressing the topic of, you'll be surprised here, uh, HR digital transformation. Chris, it's my absolute pleasure to welcome you to the show today. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. I'm excited about this. So beyond my reintroduction there, please tell our listeners about your career background and current role. You know, if uh, if one were to look at my resume, they'd probably uh, think that I needed <laughs> some uh, directional advice because it's been a series of experiences. But I, I actually started off in, in technology as a software engineer and uh, eventually found my way to a project to help build experienced hire recruiting uh, at Deloitte, by the way, and uh, started this whole functional career in HR. But I was always a, a geek and I love the, the tech and the data to, you know, kind of make myself better. And it was what I was comfortable doing and and uh, kind of married it all together and, and uh, found this kind of niche in the space of using technology as kind of a catalyst uh, and a driver to drive transformation in organizations. So looking at it from, you know, strategy, process, structures, uh, people, experience, uh, all of that, but with technology and data at the center of it. Awesome. Well, it sounds like there's a couple of geeks on this interview today. Then. Uh, now, Chris, uh, what, are, what are the biggest and most dramatic shifts you see happening in the HR tech space in 2020? Uh, definitely just the massive amount of, of innovations um, that are continuing to happen with different emerging technologies. Uh, but I also think, you know, we're in that, we've been in that cycle of, you know, people innovating and bringing out lots of different products. And so, you know, the, the consolidation, um, you know, is happening as well. And I see those as, as big shifts as, you know, people are constantly kind of battling this, you know, should we use suites? Should we use uh, best of breeds or point solutions? So uh, I guess the, the biggest thing is all the options, but, uh, but the real, I think the real challenge will be how do we start implementing these things in a way that actually does transform work, workforce and place really we'll be right back after this message it's time to transform your workplace for good espresso.com is the first culture benefits platform designed to help create total community well-being and recognition and with an experience that hr and people love join companies like pinterest tesla 
Box and ServiceNow who are already using Espresso to make their cultures happier and healthier. Espresso.com is total well-being and culture benefits reimagined. That's E-S-P-R-E-S-A dot com and request a demo today. The people power is in the platform. Wonderful. So that's 2020 covered. Uh, let's get your crystal ball out, shall we? And uh, talk a bit more oh about boy, what's here happening. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. What's happening in the future? So how, how is the role of HR changing over the coming years uh, as the use of next-gen technologies such as AI, machine learning, and blockchain continue to grow? You know, for me, I really do think organizations have to start embracing all of these, you know, emerging technologies. And it really, you know, we've talked about strategic uh, business partnership for so thoughtless for so long, and I really think right now it's about um, strategic leadership. Like I think we've just gone beyond this this partner model where we have to kind of uh, reinvent our function, but also lead the the whole enterprise, you know, through all the changes that have to make. I mean, because you know, if we start embracing some of these emerging technologies, whether it's cognitive and AI, analytics, blockchain, um, digital realities like augmented or virtual reality, um, you know, it really is all how do you grasp this to be a catalyst to kind of truly reinvent how people work and how work is done. And again, not just in HR, but across that that whole enterprise. Um, the leadership part is really about how do we do the work that goes along with that, you know, with a very, very strategic focus, right, on what it is we're trying to accomplish and doing kind of all the complementary transformational activities that go along with bringing in these technologies. We have, uh, you know, when you start thinking about, um, you know, technology, we look at the last 20, 25 years and we, we brought all of this technology in and not really gotten the uh, value and the promise and the expectations out of it, you know, and that's because we haven't done that complementary transformational activities, whether that's redesigning op models or, or you know, our data architectures itself or, or you know, which kind of create our language around HR and around the enterprise, uh, but also experience, right? You know, how are we making all of this change for good, right? How are we doing it so that it makes work easier for people, that we're not just bringing in more complications and more complexities, that we're actually helping people get their work done and be productive and be impactful, which is really, you start thinking about experience and that's all really anybody wants, right? You come to work, you do all this work and you really wanna know that it's actually for a reason that you're not just kind of on a hamster wheel, um, right? Doing and being busy, but not making an impact on things. Okay, so that's uh, that's making an impact. But what about what about the challenges? What about the obstacles? What what are some of the big challenges for HR teams when trying to adopt these wonderful new technologies? You know, I I joke. Um, it's like you have all the responsibility and none of the authority. <laughs> that's really uh, the biggest challenge, but it does also, I mean, to your point, uh, the biggest opportunity, right, to to kind of forge into this strategic leadership. But, um, you know, this is a convergence of 
uh, HR, of technology, of 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 the business. Um, it, you know, it's it's bringing everything together, right? And kind of in a symphony. I always joke. Uh, you know, HR has this opportunity to to be the conductor of the symphony, and it's you know, and, and you have to make beautiful music when you're not, you know, when you're not the one, you know, playing the instruments. Uh, but I think that's the biggest challenge: is how do you how do you bring all these things together? And I think it's going to take um, a whole new muscle set uh, for for HR. So that's the real challenge, right? Is you know, how do you become um, kind of you know, tech savvy? You don't have to be a uh, you know a technologist. Um, how to be data literate and data savvy? Um, you don't need to be a data scientist, but you know. But if you're going to, you know, make all of this beautiful music together, you have to have an understanding of of what all of these, you know, instruments do, right? So data and tech and the business and and not even within your particular discipline of HR, right? An awareness of of what all the different silos we have and we've created in in HR, how do you kind of bring that together in a network of teams and work across these silos to do it? Um, you know, we've been trying to solve for um, talent and attrition issues through talent acquisition forever, but really, you know, we talk about in our trends reports about how um, you know you've got to think about skilling and reskilling. So this learning and development, or what we call learning in the flow of, of life, but also how do you kind of win? Uh, the war for talent on the home front, right? And, and you know, it really isn't just about how do we just keep acquiring external talent to to backfill all of this attrition. Let's actually deal with what those issues are and why are we struggling with internal talent mobility and all of these things. How do we kind of bring all these things together? And I think the real opportunity is technology will give us the means to do that, but we still have to change how we fundamentally operate. So um, the challenges are huge, but when you start thinking about the opportunities to make a difference on the things that the business is talking about, and that's having the skills and the talent to do the work, to stay competitive uh, for talent so that they can stay competitive uh, against business threats and new business models that are happening all the time, to be innovative, uh, to be productive, and, and to create an experience that's good across all stakeholders, whether it's not just customers, but employees, partners, uh, suppliers, everything. So uh, the opportunities to kind of enable all that um, are huge. And that's why I call this strategic leadership now. It's not even about partnership anymore. So big challenges, but also big opportunities to make a massive impact. Okay, thank you. So are you saying then that the, the most common mistake that HR departments make when implementing new technologies is is a lack of overall strategy development? And if so, let, let, let's just be clear about this. Uh, why is it and what, what, what should they be doing to get it right? Right. Uh, no, I absolutely think that's the biggest mistake that uh, that, and it's not just HR, right? But that's what we're that's what we're talking about um, around implementing new technologies is that lack of of overall strategy development and actually created a framework just recently published it uh, a couple of months ago around this around this case. But I think you know the reason that's a mistake is I think 
you know, just what we were talking about, like having all the responsibility and none of the authority, that's an uncomfortable spot for people, right? And I think that is a big reason why this is, you know, um, you can go off and, 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 and start asking all these questions about, okay, what's our business strategy and what's our enterprise IT strategy overall? And, you know, what are all of these, you know, big things that really aren't in our responsibility, right, uh, or authority to be doing, but it's absolutely necessary to do that. So meanwhile, right, we've created these massively complex um, environments uh, because, you know, HR has been asked to do so much more with so much less for so long that, you know, just to keep the lights on has become almost impossible. We're mired in transactions. So how do we have that time to do this strategy development? And that's why I talk about the, you know, the technologies that are out there today that can start to take off this transactional load. Um, you know, there's huge opportunity here, but you still have to do things differently than you've done before. You've got to have a purpose and that purpose and that strategy shouldn't be, I go implement this technology and all of it is magically solved, right? And I think that's, you know, the kind of the the biggest mistake, you know, that we make is, you know, how do we start to leverage this, but, but really, really change? Um, and how do you kind of stop the madness and have time to do that? And, um, and I think that's where the struggle is. Um, but we've got to be able to justify these things to the business. Um, and in the recent uh, research study that I've been doing around technology and high impact technology strategy, um, you know, one of the biggest and and kind of not surprised, but huge surprise was the, the amount of companies, the sheer amount of companies and HR groups that don't even have a full picture or a blueprint of what their HR technology stack looks like. Because it's, you know, maybe it's decentralized or, you know, talent acquisition is buying their their stuff and, you know, the talent management group is buying their stuff and the comp people are buying their, you know what I mean? And, and so they don't even have a full picture of the complexity and maybe they're kind of, you know, throwing things over the, the, you know, the fence, so to speak, to IT to figure out integrations or, or how they're going to get data, or they're just going out and logging into, you know, nine, you know, different systems and pulling things into a spreadsheet to try to manage um, all of the lack of integration, right? So you start thinking about, you know, thinking about all of that and going, you know what, create a picture. Um, and, and, you know, why don't, you know, throw it against the wall of the, the, of the boardroom and show people, you know, what the downstream impact from being asked to do so much more and so with so much less and cobble things together. And I, it's pretty eye opening for most organizations when they start to see that, not only look at what we're spending our time doing, it's, you know, look at the risk that this, you know, that this has created across our enterprise and and just watch the you know the business case start to form <laughs> very very quickly around that and that's just knowing what your picture is right that's not even talking about a strategy uh, but once you know what your current state is and where you want to be kind of what that that north star target is so to speak um, it starts to uh, and you may need help doing it right but you can start to figure out okay if i want to try to get to current state and here i am right strategy 101 current state future state and what what 
does it take to get from current state to future state? And that's really what I'm talking about. That's what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um, and okay, so you got the you got that North Star, uh, right. to, to use your lovely term. So um, for as we come towards the end of this interview already, Chris, what what are those what are those key takeaways? What are your top tips to CHROs and and other similar leaders, uh, talent leaders, for example, wanting to build a business case for innovation and technology use in the HR function? Well, you know, I think part of, you know, what we try to show in our trends report was is really kind of that what and why, you know, there's a lot of awareness, right, and pressure being felt by organizations, you know, and but the actual readiness and the action um, to to do it is a is a huge trend, right, that delta between, you know, what it takes and 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 I think there's a huge opportunity for organizations to kind of jump ahead and jump into that delta, right? If if they have this kind of bent towards strategy development, um, and and working with partners, and I think the biggest part of 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 kind of putting that business case together is so many people are looking for the actual cost play, right? And show me the best practices and the benchmarks and and. My point in in kind of even bringing up that trends report is, that, you know, there aren't a lot of people doing it. We have, I think we had like maybe 6% of our respondents that said their HR technology was excellent and really giving them the value that they, that they expected. And, you know, we're in the midst of doing qualitative interviews right now, um, talking to some of these companies. And I, you know, I have this hypothesis as I go into these qualitative interviews to get the stories of how they got there, that they probably did their digital transformation, so to speak, um, maybe five, six, seven years ago, um, and and really realized they didn't do the work and have had to go back and and do the work because you know they kind of had that learning process. So, you know, for me, I you know, it really is you know, understand that we're innovating. There isn't a lot of best practices and benchmarks and stories of, of here's the exact pathway you have to go down. When you're innovating or transforming or reinventing, whatever word you want to use, you know, du jour, um, you're forging new ground. And it's going to be different for every organization, you know, what their, what their tolerance is. You know, we all have what's desirable, right? You know, we want the world, um, but we have to be realistic and understand what's feasible, what can we actually build, right? And what is uh, viable, right? What can we profitably deliver on or get the value um, out of it such that it's willing, uh, that we're willing to invest the time and the, and the talent and the, and the resources and the finances to do it. Um, and, and you're probably going to need help because this is about innovation. I'm a big proponent of design thinking. Um, I'm a big proponent of, of agile and kind of thinking big, but, you know, starting small and kind of moving fast through that, through that process so that you get quick wins and you get momentum, you know, as you start to get through that transformation in the, you know, the days of kind of this waterfall methodology and we'll transform for, you know, two, three, five years, and then, you know, go live with it, you know, are over. So it's operating differently, being purposeful and, and, and using the, the, the kind of the approaches and the methodologies that you use in things like design thinking to, you know, to really understand this is about complex business problem solving. And you may need help as you build those muscle sets. But as you think about being data literate, about 
design thinking and a lot of the stuff I write about and how to disrupt yourself that you know people can find on the Burson site, but I'm also uh, blogging about on a capital H blog that Deloitte has um, to kind of start thinking through these things and then figuring out where in your, you know, in your ecosystems you can start to bring in help to to navigate these waters, if that makes sense. Um, it makes a lot more sense to to you than it does me, but that's because you're the absolute expert genius in this field. But yeah, I get it. Uh, this okay. is it's big stuff, and we've got a lot of work coming out around it. So, uh, so I get it. <laughs> uh, We've only got about a minute left, ladies and gentlemen, before Chris has to jump onto another call. She told me uh, just before we start recording. So, uh, very briefly, last two questions for you. Um, in 30 seconds or less, tell me about your session at the HR Innovation and Future of Work Global Online Conference and Workshop and uh, some of the hope for learning outcomes. I believe the session is called HR Digital Transformation. It, it really is. And it's about, uh, you know, at the end of the day, kind of that framework that I talked about for transformation. Um, that's what we'll be talking about, what it takes, um, what's a part of that, you know, what are the what are the parts of doing that, but how do you bring it all together right with those complementary transformational activities? It's not just about the tech. Wow, I think that was under 30 seconds. Nice work. Uh, and just finally, for today, how can our listeners uh, connect with you if they want to learn more? Absolutely. They can go out to the Burson site uh, on Deloitte Consulting's website. Um, there's a, a lot of, um, and certainly if they're a member, that Burson site has all the depth and the detail and the resources and tools. Uh, but you can also follow me on Twitter. Um, I post a lot of uh, links to those things and, and always open to discussion. My Twitter handle is at Heverla, so just my last name. Um, or, uh, you know, connect with me on either of those ways. And we can take those discussions offline as needed as well. Okay. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Chris Avila, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Uh, the honor was mine. Thank you so much. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. 